Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. In this week's episode, I'm talking to Heather Brown. I actually thought I knew Heather. Uh, we both worked on the same TV show years ago, and it turns out we didn't work on the same season, so we didn't know each other. But uh, luckily for me, she stayed, and we had a nice conversation. Hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to contact the show, please email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. Heather Brown. Hi. You're here. That's me. You have arrived. <laughs> I don't know if being on the podcast means you've arrived. That's that's very debatable. But you have arrived here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So it's funny. I thought we'd work together on Children's Hospital, and apparently we hadn't. Yeah. But still a great show that we both worked on. Yeah. It was fun. That was probably my top favorite shows to ever be a part of. Really? It's so funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's really... And wacky. Yeah. And just silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. And, and good crew. Good people. Very nice people. I um I enjoyed it. I I did most of a season and then I <clears throat> I kind of left for for something else um mm. which I guess was rude, but somebody else got a got a shot. <laughs> you gotta you gotta take the job when it comes up, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it's when I, it's it's not like I just bailed for anything. I I left for like my regular, right. my main DP at the time. So you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do. And um, but uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved, I loved David and Rob and all those people. They're all just nice, creative, mm-hmm. cool people. Lake. Um, did Lake direct while you were there? Yeah, she yeah. did. A, I think she did a couple episodes. Yeah, she's so cool. Mm-hmm. I I was so impressed by her movie too. Um, well, I think she made a second one, but her first one was the one in a world. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. <laughs> so I really good. liked it. I know, and she wrote, directed, and starred in it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to do. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> but yeah. So you were you were a utility on the show for a while, mm-hmm. and then. You eventually became an operator on it. <laughs> yep. Is that, yeah. It's true. I, I I think Marco called me. I was I was working at Panavision, and uh, he called me at some point about it, and I was like, yeah, of course. Oh, I want that job. I'll take any job you give me that's not here. Because <laughs> I wanted to go back to being on set. So, right. Um, as much as I didn't want to be a utility, because I was kind of already assisting before that, uh, it sounded fun. So I was glad I did it. Right. And I learned a lot. So it's a nice little way yeah, to get well, back on set and move my way back up. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why? Would you, were you out of the business or something for a little while? or? Well, I started working in Kansas City and assisting out of college. So when I moved here and... Uh, started working at Panavision um I had that was my like kind of gateway into getting back into work and meeting people out here because I didn't have contacts out here Mm -hmm. except for Marco so um why is he from Kansas City or no so he oh gosh that's a long story okay (laughs) (laughs) well did he work and maybe he worked in he worked in Kansas he came out um 
to Lindsborg, Kansas, which is a small little Swedish town in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Okay. And we did a movie together called Au Pair, Kansas. And I was second AC. He was he brought Danny Gardner, who's awesome, first uh, AC. I know Danny, yeah. Yeah, out to Kansas in, I think it was the middle of winter. It was very cold. Um, and it was starring Tracy Lords. Oh wow! As a soccer nanny, <laughs> really? And she, well, she wasn't the soccer nanny. I guess she was the mom, and she was getting a guy from Norway to come be the nanny for her kids because her husband had just died or something. Okay. It was, you know, was it good? Blockbuster Academy Award winning <laughs> film. <laughs> I think it was originally called Au Pair Kansas. Now the soccer nanny. That's where I met Bo. Oh, uh, sorry. What was that? Did you hear that? I think it's a little connection thing here. It's probably fine. Um, oh, so so you met Marco that okay? Yeah. So you were li- you didn't live in that little town, did you? I didn't live in little town. I lived in Kansas City, but okay. uh, the grip that I had just worked with on the feature before Earthwork, um, Michael Stoker threw my name at a Marco because he had already gotten an interview with him, and he's like, "Hey, you should hire her. She's." She was a camera assistant on this movie I just worked on. So I got to go in and do it. Um, you know, these are low-budget feature films in Kansas. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, there weren't that many people doing it. Right. Did you go to film school or something? I mean, how'd you end up in the business in Kansas? I went to art school, actually. Okay. <laughs> which is a weird version of film school, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's it's not... People ask me that a lot. Oh, how is film school? I'm like, I don't... Uh, it wasn't really film school, right? But we did watch movies. <laughs> well, there um, is there is art in some cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched Definitely a lot of all. a lot more art films than you know. Um, it wasn't like yeah, the production not... studies at AFI. I'm sure it was very different there. Right. <laughs> Whereas at, I started at um, school, of the Art Institute of Chicago, and then didn't really care for it it was a pass or fail school and Mm. as long as you showed up you'd pass and some of my teachers wouldn't even show up so paying a lot to go to school there yeah i can imagine it's funny i've talked about who did i talk to about it anyway maybe um dave comites or something about uh about the art institute Mm. wow what is that noise I think that's like the garbage truck is outside. Holy oh, cow, yeah. that's loud. Um. Your, your ears are good. They're developed for all of the sounds of your apartment at yeah, this right? point, I'm sure. I guess so. But no, no, that, that museum, I mean, the, the, the it's not a museum. It's a, the, yeah, there's a museum that's the same name. So it, is it connected? That's what I was yeah, going to ask. Connected. Is it connected yeah, to the yeah. school? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great gallery. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's, yeah. it's a shame that the, well, it wasn't right for you anyway. But Yeah, it wasn't quite a good fit so I decided to transfer and my high school art teacher Sally Jones best person ever um, suggested I go to the Kansas City Art Institute so I looked into it saw that they had a film program and transferred to that school and finished there Um, and it was a really small program I was going from 60 people in my class in Chicago to 10 people at K- mm, So you got really specialized. Yeah, and you could kind of like just do your own thing and make stuff and rent gear and just try things and it was 
right you know that's conversational good critique um cool yeah that sounds good so you're from chicago I'm from Kansas City. Oh, so that's so Went funny. Went to Chicago and came back to Kansas City. <coughs> got yeah, it. Yeah, got yeah. it. Got it. Kinda okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I got it now. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, or? Um, actually, I like to say both. <laughs> I was born on the Missouri side. Uh-huh. Brought up on the Kansas side. Oh, okay. State line. It's like right there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. My sister lived there for a very brief period, so I, w- I went out there and visited her one time. Oh, nice. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Got a good Kansas City steak. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Did you get some barbecue? <laughs> That's an interesting question. No, I did not. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's that interesting. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. For me, it is because probably my favorite kind of food ever is barbecue, mm. specifically pork ribs. And barbecue is so different everywhere. Like, you know, I was in Cincinnati a long time ago for just passing through one night and my friend and I were like, you know, what's to eat here? Where's a good place to eat? Mm. And one of the locals was like, oh, you have to have Kansas, or I mean, um, Cincinnati barbecue. It's the best. And we're like, all right, we love barbecue. We're both from Florida. Right. And we went and we were like, oh, uh, uh, uh. the restaurant was really nice and all this stuff, but it was not, it was not good barbecue, mm. at least what I consider good barbecue. So in other words, I don't seek out especially out of the south i don't generally seek out barbecue right where are you from originally orlando You're florida from orlando. okay <clears throat> yeah cool and it's not that's not a barbecue hub but there's no. really good barbecue in florida you know mm. it's kind of sinks down um but you know i'm I'm a big fan of like alabama style memphis georgia style barbecue yeah. and you know, like texas is totally different north carolina is totally different oh, yeah so anyway i like what i like i have one one really great barbecue place in LA that I go to. That's what like is a it? Med- it's called JR's. JR's. I don't think I've been there. It's very close to you, actually. You're mm. in Culver City, right? Uh, I'm in Atwater. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were just coming from. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, it's on La Cienega, like um, right at Blackwelder. You know where all those commercial production companies are? Mm-hmm. You may not know if you just haven't been over there, but um, it's Blackwelder. JR's Barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Cool. Uh, it's run by a guy and his mother. They've been there a long time. It's good. Nice. Um, so, um, okay, so you went to art school. You know, I noticed on your, I looked at your website, mm-hmm. and you have like, I didn't watch any, sorry, but you have a bunch of short <laughs> films on there that you directed. Yes. <laughs> I know, it's so rude. But I don't want to, I don't want to pretend like, oh, I've, they're all brilliant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I'm sorry. I'm glad no, you're no. laughing and it's not good. like, well, screw it's you good. then. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I like the more artsy films. I like making artsy films. Um, um, they lean towards the more experimental. I think most of them do. Um, well, I saw a bunch of them. Like there was, uh, you had a bunch in, um, in, um, festivals. Yeah. Uh, which was exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. French Words was one that like won at the Kansas City Film Festival, actually. Oh, and really? It went, I think it won a couple others. I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, but I went to Portland. It screened up there for a, for the F Portland Fest Experimental Film Festival. Um, went cool. to Barcelona. It's kind of cool. Like I feel like once you kind of get one good one out there that you know you really can stand behind and 
someone else can understand it in some capacity mm-hmm. and appreciates it, then it gets picked up and kind of circled around this little festival of experimental work. Kind of word spreads. It's like a, probably yeah. a really small community, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that helps. Yeah, <clears throat> that's really cool. That Those were like a few years ago or recently? Yeah, that one... I f- I forget what year that was. I think it was was too long ago. (laughs) I need to make another one. (laughs) Right, right. You know, I I worked on one a couple years ago for my friend that was um, my actor friend who also, he's a, his name's Owen Mackin. He's an actor. He's on, I did a pilot for NBC with him. He's still doing that show. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's written like two novels, uh, like really good too. And he's directed a bunch of stuff, including a feature. And like he's just will self fund and do something really cool. And we shot this short out in the desert um, and anamorphic 35 millimeter. Cool. It was great. It was super fun. I just did the steady cam on it, but um, it was super fun to do. It was, well, we had a lot of people go down from heat exhaustion. It was, you know, how hot it's been. It was like that, except we were in the desert. (laughs) It was brutal. But anyway, um, no, but there, it's fun to have like that, you know, in a, in a way it's almost like music videos, like to have that freedom of just, you know, you oh, don't yeah. have like a corporate overlord telling you, yeah, you know, we like need my, this shot or we do this or. I think it's where, you know, going to art school and my original dreams and aspirations come from is just making my own films in some capacity, directing, shooting, you know, in, in school, you're you're kind of doing it all, mm-hmm. um, which is great. You get to learn a lot of stuff. But once you start working with crews, you understand why there are so many people involved and how great it is to have so many people involved helping and collaborating. And that's kind of one of the best parts of filmmaking. Yeah. So going back to making those art films gets harder and harder because I'm like, oh, <clears throat> I want somebody to help me do this or do that. And, you know. Right. And once you know how great it can be to have like mm-hmm. to not have to set your own lights up or yeah or do whatever um and just be able to concentrate on one thing then it's yeah. hard to go back to doing everything right yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah i yeah i can i can imagine um the cool thing about if you're doing like student films is you don't know yet mm-hmm. so it's not yeah like, you're you still can, learning so much right and but you don't but what's the what am I looking for? Like, Naive. well, yeah, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll do stuff that might be great, mm-hmm. but you never would have done that once you knew all this other I stuff. I know. You it know? kind of is like it ruins you for the create creative process a little bit, but yeah. Well, look, the stuff. I don't know about all your stuff, but a lot of the stuff I work on is, you know, a, a lot of it's fairly cookie cutter. I mean, mm-hmm. shows have different styles and stuff, but. Um, you know with tv it's like wide shot over over right <laughs> move on Yawn. you know <laughs> and and look i get it and i get it in a lot of ways because you got to make your day yeah yeah and so it but it's hard to be creative it's you know? it's really difficult there i think that's one of my biggest challenges right now is when you're on set and you're just kind of like what are we shooting today what is this this is not meaningful. <laughs> right. This is total crap. Right. Oh, but it's great over. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, right. Oh, well, I guess that's what it is today. 
Well, that's why they pay us. Yeah. And you got to like, (laughs) you got to just, you know, put that in your pocket and move on and continue to work hard. And then hopefully, you know, you have time and energy later to make something creative of your own. And right. Yeah. Well, what's your, what's your aspiration? Directing. Definitely. I definitely want to be. Do you want to shoot too? I, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people look at me or look at my work or see what I've done and say, you should shoot, you know, or why aren't you shooting more? Do you want to shoot? Do you want to DP? I'm like, I just don't like, I get it in some ways. Um, I get it because I feel like I just love holding the camera and creating the frame. Right. Like that's the part that I want to do. Right. So direct operate isn't the most common thing it's done but um at the same time i'd rather direct and work with a really talented knowledgeable dp and collaborate and come up with ideas together and Mm -hmm. be able to support each other so that we can focus on different parts of the process right in a lot of ways i'm the same as you as far as shooting Mm. i would like to shoot a little bit um at least I mean, I've shot a, I've shot some stuff before. I've shot some second unit and whatever. That's all different, you know. Right. I'd like to shoot something, um, just to see if, you know. I don't think like I think maybe maybe I'd like to direct too eventually. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. You know, I go back and forth on this stuff. Right. But and I love having my, <laughs> I love having my eye on the on the on the eyepiece and, um, and be able to control the frame, but. You know, I've spoken about this before, but nowadays it's like you have 12 bosses back there, you yeah. know, and even if they don't all comment, they're they're telling the director that, oh, why don't this shot do this? Or, yeah. Like, why doesn't he do that? Why is he doing this? You know, and then it filters down to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> I the, the nice Kind of begin to feel like a puppet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just—I mean, you know. Uh, You're like, okay, jo- you can do this. You why don't you take the camera and do this shot? You've got the idea, you right? <laughs> right. Well, the idea—it used to be a more respected pos- position, and now you know some people say it's like the monkey with the camera. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I th- certainly not all, but definitely some people that haven't done it before mm-hmm. think anybody can. Right. They just think, oh, well, we have to have somebody to pan and tilt. So whatever, that guy, who cares? And because they have a phone or a still camera and they think they can do it, you know? That's true. And, you know, the fun part of the job is operating. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there's a lot of other fun aspects, but a big part of the job is coordinating everything. Mm -hmm. Talking to your dolly grip, Mm -hmm. talking to your assistant. (laughs) Talking to the actors, especially with Steadicam. I know you don't you don't do Steadicam, but um, or you, have you ever tried it? I've Nick has let me put on his rig before. But oh, okay. <laughs> I always feel like a dummy. Really? <laughs> it's so big and bulky on me, and like you know, you'd have to like really size it to the right. You just need a to your body a smaller to vest. actually try it out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I. I've thought about it and I kind of was like, oh, maybe I should go on a steady cam. But ultimately, the with the goal in mind wanting to direct, it seemed like a path that would take me away from that. It's like a so, big detour. Yeah. Yeah. I decided not to. I think there are aspects of doing steady cam that are better for operating that would help you with directing. Yeah, I agree completely. 
Um, but I do agree. It's like this whole other thing in itself. All the all the gear and it's a you know, commitment. And, yeah, yeah. And it's it is a different. If that's the path you want to go down, it is a it's a you're really yeah, veering off. Yeah, it's like you're going around hard. a few trees. Yeah, <laughs> pretty far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also looked at your um, on your webpage. I looked at your um, your your still photos too, mm. and I saw the stuff you shot on like expired fil film. Yeah. What kind of camera was it? Some plastic? That was, uh, it's like it, the name on it is Kumosan, which I think means um, cloud, cloud. Mm. So it's like cloud camera. Okay. It's like a little plastic Lomo camera. Um, when I was in college, high school, whatever, everything. <laughs> I've always played with these plastic toy cameras, collected cameras, gone to estate sales, just grabbed whatever I could find. and That's cool. Tested stuff out. And I like shooting and seeing what comes out and experimenting with different stocks and stuff. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. That's neat. I think I still have a couple of rolls of of motion picture film stock. Oh yeah, cool. Spooled up, but no, I don't think anybody develops them anymore. They've yeah, been in there for it's years. Tricky. I've kind of forgot about them, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh. But and, and yeah, I see my this favorite pile is great. My favorite stock ever, E one hundred. That supposedly they're going to start making again. Really? But a friend of mine found the found a whole case of this in some schools. They had like a dark room, and there was like mm. a case of this sitting in the corner. And um, that's a different. Is that C four hundred or no? No, that's E one. Oh, it is E one hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, it's really cool. It, it it looks so good once you get those. Once you get it back, you're just like, oh. I know there. The light. There's a certain. There's a certain specialness to discovering your photos later as opposed oh, to just you know you see you see still photographers shoot 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 and then look 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 and then shoot 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 and then right. look 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 and it's like you know um it's kind of the spray and pray method not that some yeah. of them aren't really great but when you can take a million photos mm -hmm. and you don't have to reload it doesn't cost you anything you know it's maybe i don't know it's so so fun to shoot film and it's it's actually recently I was camping and I had brought one of those throwaway underwater cameras, mm. you know, to play with in the river and shoot some film with. Yeah, yeah. And I was explaining to a seven-year-old how you don't get to see the picture. She's like, "But wait, how do I know if I got it?" I'm like, well, you don't. <laughs> that's part of what's great about it. And she was like, "So what? Do I just look? I just look through this thing, and that's what's in the." I'm like, well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it works. So you let her? Did you let her shoot <laughs> so with she, that a little? Yeah. So she took it and shot with it. We haven't got it developed yet, but I'm excited oh, to see should. what comes out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Just a random. You, so you and a seven year old went camping. <laughs> Just me and a seven year old. <laughs> <laughs> and my boyfriend has two kids. So. Oh okay, gotcha. Seven year old and a ten year old. Oh okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So you can open the thing with her yeah and see it all yeah oh that's neat that's really cool um yeah but the expired stuff i just like the happy accident you get oh yeah like with me i cross and push all this stuff mm -hmm. and um and i do i move the camera a lot like a lot of photo i haven't shot in a long time i, I say it like i do it every day and i haven't shot in a while it's stupid but um but when i do shoot i move the camera a lot i shoot mostly at night so oh, cool. it's just like light streaks and all kinds of craziness so 
it's big surprises like when yeah. I, you know it's not like I just shot a photo of something and then how'd it turn out it's right. like what the hell is on there what is like, it? sometimes I don't know I'll, I'll just open the shutter and mm-hmm. you know um for me it's just do you just make a notes fun... and like kind of no and mm-hmm. I should have because there's a couple of there's a couple of them that turned out really great like, there's this I one that's that? like a swirling and you can see the hertz you can see the like uh, the pulse of the lights in the in the frame and it's like red green and blue it's really kind of cool and people are like oh where'd you take that and I'm like I'm not sure not sure I'm like I know I was no. spinning the camera and moving it I was probably <laughs> like spinning it like this and you know and they're like well what are the lights I'm like not 100% sure don't know. <laughs> probably a car I don't I don't know <laughs> but it's um, fun though it's really fun <clears throat> Yeah, it's cool. And it's, again, it's a surprise. It's a good relief from, it reminds me of yeah. why I like looking through a lens, mm-hmm. you know, um, on the, the times that I don't like it. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me why I do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. So we're supposed to talk about a camera operating, aren't we? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which Although I don't I, care what we talk about, to be honest. I was curious how you found me. Did you Google search like female camera operator and study Jess was not available. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, just curious. (laughs) um, I don't remember. Hmm. I think your name might have been mentioned to me because I was, I can't remember. Number one, I wanted to have more, I want to have at least some females on the show. Right. Um, um, And there aren't that many female camera operators. So, Mm But I can't, I, I honestly don't know. And I, maybe I saw your name in credits on something or, oh, okay. and I was like, oh, who's this? And then I looked you up and found your website and, Charlie's coming. oh, you, <laughs> she can't, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I have a cat here that likes to stare at the guests sometimes. She's so cute. <laughs> I know. She's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, I found you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and your website was cool and you worked, are, are you, is your most recent work, uh, what is it? Um, uh, what was the name? Uh, Station 19? Yes. We just wrapped that a few months ago, actually. Okay. That's a Shonda Rhimes show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How would you, you did the whole season? Yes. How was it? It was really hot at times. <laughs> <laughs> we had fire suits. Um, oh, yeah, because uh, it's a fire station show, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So it was, I really enjoyed going back to working handheld again. Was it? Um, it's a lot of handheld. It's a lot of handheld, but it was a nice mix. We did dolly work too, uh, for more of the narrative moments and then the action scenes and a little more handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated that because it felt like uh, I don't know. I just love handheld. It's so it's so freeing to be able to run around with that camera mm-hmm. um, and not be kind of locked into a dolly position and have to figure out how to get it somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like a really beautifully constructed dolly shot, don't get me wrong, but handheld is just really fun. So it was nice to go back to doing that after um, Santa Clarita Diet was almost all dolly grip or dolly work. So Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, how long have you been operating now? Oh. Full time? Maybe six years. Oh, that long? Okay. Five, six years. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Well... 
yeah i guess you need more time doing handheld to know how why you hate it <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> no i mean, I, mean I, I, can, I can see i know why people don't like it and i can see where it gets problematic but well don't get me wrong i i, I do enjoy it it's fun but yeah. when a show that's like all handheld or something i mean yeah, you're back was it all just, handheld like the pit, pitch, pitch yeah um, what was that show? It's like a fictional first female pitcher in the MLB. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that where, was fun. Where did I don't I don't think I've ever heard of it before. It I probably didn't saw get it. Get picked kind of up. That's why. Was it one one season? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was mm. kind of a like, uh, we'll try this and it didn't work. So. What what network was it? Fox, I think. You that think you didn't even watch it? I watched it, but oh, I oh shit! You know, now we know why I got canceled. <laughs> I just watched it later. I <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> shit! Now we know why I got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny when you're on a show full time. It's you know when with the hours, it's hard to watch. I don't watch television. I you mean, don't? I'm gonna be honest. I don't really don't watch, watch much television. Yeah, 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 I watch. Um, Netflix, a lot mm-hmm. of Netflix. I watch a lot of movies. I watch. You don't. Some do you series. watch any of the shows on Netflix? I watch some of them. Okay. More and more, I'm like beginning to understand why people love television. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just not. Uh, I just generally steer off of that and go toward like cooking shows or documentaries and right more. Right, 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 right. Actually, have you seen that Mr. Rogers documentary? Not yet. That's on my list. I went to see it yesterday, and the stupid projector was broken. So we couldn't go. So I ended up seeing Sicario 2, which which was actually That's like, you can't can't go to see Mr. Rogers, and they're like, oh, I guess I'll go see Sicario. I know. It was so (laughs) weird. That's awful. Well, the only... It was at Sunset 5, so there there aren't a lot to choose from, and, you know... Oh, okay. Um... So my friend was like, well, do you want to go see, like, what else is playing? We're looking at the time. What's the one where he's climbing the building right now? Oh. uh, (laughs) Just see the ad. Skyscraper. Yeah, beats Skyscraper, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, or the other option that was at the same time was Jurassic World 2 or whatever. I'd go see that first. Well, I didn't see the first one. (laughs) You don't have to anymore. And I also heard the second one was absolutely horrible, but, yeah, but I haven't seen dinosaurs. it, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it depends what you're into. But Sicario 2 is is really kind of... It, it was good. It was pretty good, actually. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I like all the actors, and it looked fa- it looked fantastic. It looked mm-hmm. really cool. Um and it's a lot of exterior. It's a lot of like natural light stuff. It looked great, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a more. I'm not really into comic book movies, and to yeah. me, it almost fits in the comic book. At this point, it's turned into that. Yeah, right. I can see that. I'm not. But I'm not saying I wouldn't dinosaurs. enjoy it, but it just doesn't excite me. <laughs> but they're yeah. dinosaurs. Well, I, I saw them <laughs> in the first one. It was it was great. <laughs> You know, I don't. I, I don't know how many more I need, mm. but, um, yeah. Anyway, so I went to see. I love documentaries, and yeah, me too. I've often thought, have you ever worked on a documentary? I worked on a f- fucking fantastic documentary. Really, it was like kind of one of those jobs that changed your life. Really, um, it what was, was it called? Um, 
Uh oh, I put you on the spot. It was called. Uh, well, you'll oh, think of it in a second. Oh my God. What was it about? It's hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like keep wanting to say best western for some reason. That's totally not even close. Right, right, right. It's far, far west, far western. Far western. Far western. Huh? Are you just looking around. What, what, what was it about? It's bluegrass country music in Japan. So I got to go to Japan. Really? And shoot these incredibly talented musicians playing American country and bluegrass music. Really? Cool. What's it? Um, no, I don't. I'm on your page here. I don't see it. It's not on there. For some reason, your oh, page is suddenly on, like. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. It's fine. Why am I? I'm looking for it. I guess I'll edit I this. I normally don't. Ed, I really don't edit much stuff. So, FYI. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Just go cut, cut. Oh, Charlie. Uh, far Western. Yeah. You got it right. It's far Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is Far Western. Um, Let me just look so I can. Yeah, Far Western. That's the one. Um, yeah, so that job was pretty incredible. Um, how, so what part of Japan did you go to? We went all over. We started in Kyoto. We went to um, Nagoya, Tokyo, uh, Nagano. Or no, we didn't go to Nagano on that trip. That was my second trip. Wow. Um, Yokohama area. Wow. Like all all over little. Had you been areas. before? No, it's the first time I'd gone. So was it like culture so. shock for you, or? It wasn't culture shock for me. It was really incredible. Um, just getting to see these talented people play music like you've never seen before. I've just never been in the presence of so many people who are just so talented they're just start right. playing and it like you want to cry <laughs> so you're like wow that's magical so were the were they japanese or mm -hmm. were they so all the musicians are japanese yes and they play bluegrass yes that's that's crazy it's just kind of a mind yeah <laughs> mind meld yeah that's so. really neat yeah so they're all inspired by our mm -hmm. our music i know that there's a huge like jazz thing there or is it i just know I in, in japan yeah. like they get into american music like there are there are certain groups of people that are like crazy about certain kinds of music mm -hmm. i think jazz is one of them but um yeah it's really neat so yeah. how long were, how long were you there i was there for a month with uh david mcmurray who's an incredible dp that i've worked with on a lot of nike jobs and just random stuff he's a artist director himself so it's really fun to collaborate with him mm. um and james Payne was the director and he and the sound guy were out of oklahoma um so they you know they've all worked together before and collaborated before okay so it was kind of like a little midwestern group yeah that's cool it was fun was it were you the only operator or uh i was just i was helping david and just doing second camera so i was okay you know, it was like small travel crew, right? Five of us out there, kind of do whatever you have to do, type right. thing, right, right? Right, so that's cool. That was just that was the best. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm ready to move to Japan, really. Yeah, well, it sounds like you went back. Yeah, I went back the next year, the exact same time for a whole month by myself and just backpacked all over the place, really. 
Yeah. Backpacked. Mm-hmm. So you said camping earlier. You're an outdoorsy person, I'm huh? Very outdoorsy. That's cool. I'd like to be more outdoorsy, but I live in LA and <laughs> my job is usually in a studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The job the job makes it hard, but yeah. But um I mean there are there are a lot of outdoorsy spots around California here. California I mean, is a good place to be for outdoorsy. So it's not bad. But me, I mean I honestly have zero interest in 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 camping. Really, I I would I would happily camp as long as there's, like, as long as I can have a shower, mm. and there's a decent place to sleep. Hmm. I can understand that. Which I guess people call glamping, like if they yeah. like the glamorous. But um, so they have this shower thing at REI. You should get, and then you can go. Basically, I mean, just really? get a bed. <laughs> right. But. The shower thing is or like something. a, it's like a pump thing, and then it pressurizes this little tube of hot of water that you fill up. Oh, really? And it gets hot from the sun, and you can shower. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's um. I remember many years ago when I worked in news. Actually, I was I wasn't even working there yet. I was interning while I was in college at this CBS affiliate, and it's right near the Appalachian Trail. Mm. And um. We were shooting a story because there's, um, there have been murders like every unsolved murders for years. This was in the '90s, but um, at the time there had been like all these unsolved mur- murders on the trail in that area, um, and so we there we're like asking people, "Are you worried about this?" And I think there'd been one, or somebody disappeared, or something. And these two guys we interviewed, we interviewed all these people, but these two in particular were like, "Hey." Are you guys heading down? Do you mind? Like, because they'll every couple of weeks or something, they'll stop and get a hotel for the night in certain mm-hmm. places. And this happened to be one of those spots. And they're like, would you mind dropping us off at the at the hotel over here? And we're like, sure, yeah, yeah, hop on in. And I had my head out the window. Like, they smelled. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, it was the worst. How, so How long have they been traveling? Weeks. Oh, my god. Weeks. And so, yeah, I don't want to be the stinky guy. <laughs> well, you can go for like two days. You're not going to smell like that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But my goodness, I was like, what? Yeah, I don't can... think I've ever done anything that gnarly. But <sighs> Well, that whole I... thing's crazy. I mean, would you be willing to do it? If... I, th- I think I would. I'd, be, I'd love the idea of like even the PCH or something. Or right. not PCH. Pacific Crest Trail. PCT. <laughs> Oh, right, 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 yeah. Oh, is that the one they just connected finally? No, it's been, it goes all the way up from, like, Mexico to Canada. It's connected. Mm-hmm. There was something in Canada they just recently connected. Mm. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, did I say Canada? I meant California. <laughs> I, there's something around here, Somewhere some trail they just, anyway. Um, but no, I mean, that's months of. Yeah, I think it would be great. I'm ch- it's a it's an accomplishment and it's neat and everything. I'm just not, and I'm sure the you know the the still and the quiet and the alone time or you know the silence and all that can be good for you. Mm-hmm. I could probably use that, but I don't know if I want to do three months of hiking to get it. Well, you know? I think like luckily nowadays, if you got started and you were like, oh, I'm good, I don't want to do this anymore. You just you know hop on a bus or I guess so. Go home. <laughs> well, I heard about, I mean, people actually will like quit their job, put their stuff in storage and go do that for months. Yeah. And if you great. go the whole way, it takes, even if you're super fast, it takes months, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It takes a long time. Went from Georgia to Maine, right? Yeah, I don't know which. I, I don't think know that's it. That one, but. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what it is. Fun to Pretty me. crazy. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-mm. <laughs> Come on, take Charlie. Look at <laughs> take the cat like, I with you. <laughs> I don't think she'd be too into it. <laughs> so you said. Um, so you said you worked on Santa Clarita Diet. I mm-hmm. haven't. I haven't seen that show yet, but um, um, I've seen promos for it and stuff. It's like right. a vampire show, right? You know, it's not. I mean, not a vampire, a zombie show. <laughs> zombie, That's yes. what I meant to say. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't know what it was when I first was told about it. And even when I first started watching it, I didn't know what it was. So uh, I turned it on because I was like, oh, what's this Santa Clarita Diet show? Do-do-do. Right. And I got like the first five or whatever minutes into the first episode. And I was like, I'm not following this. Like, I don't know. I was just too tired or whatever. I'm like, I'm done turned it off and then i got a call to work on the show <laughs> gotcha. i was like oh i guess i should get back into that <laughs> that's funny um so i was telling another operator about it and they're like oh that's that's the one where drew barrymore's a zombie and i'm like whoa whoa she's a zombie i didn't even get that far into the first episode right. to realize that was what was going on that's funny so i i got you know i started watching the I finished watching the first season and i was like okay i get it now but and it's good it's i think the first season suffers a little from you know first seasonitis of a show that has to explain a lot of mm. the stuff and they're trying to get their rhythm and right. it's not quite where they need it to hit but uh second season picks up that's not uh, that's the season i started working on mm-hmm. um and we're about to start shooting season three next week oh really mm-hmm. oh cool yep Good for you. Um, yeah. How do you know? Did the style change a lot from the first season to the second? Or I think they understood that that they could push the envelope more. They could go further with the quirky, wacky stuff mm. and make mm. it a little campier, a little snappier. Right. They, you know, it's on Netflix, so they have a lot of freedom. Freedom with the, what they can do. So I think they kind of pushed it better on the second season. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and you said it was like a all Dolly show. Mostly, yeah. 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 Who was the other operator? It was I'm assuming there were two. Were Craig there three? Fixie. Oh, Craig Fixie. Okay. Yeah. I don't know him personally. I've heard his name many times. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you did B. I did B camera. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fun. Um, and was a lot of Steadicam or? Uh, there was a lot of Steadicam. Yeah. Yeah. Who shot it? Uh, Paul Maybaum. Okay. Who I've kind of been with for the last few years since Pitch. Okay. So we did Pitch. Then we did Santa Clarita. Then we did Station 19. Now we're doing Santa Clarita again. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, did... Uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, oh, is it a half hour or is it an hour show? Half hour. Oh, it's a half hour. So yeah. Okay. So our comedy. So the the days probably aren't crazy long, and they're not. Do you shoot in Santa Clarita? Mm-hmm. Santa Clarita Studios, Santa Clarita stages. I right. know. <clears throat> you know, it's it could be worse. I don't think it's the best. I don't like the long commute, but at least the traffic is usually pretty mellow because mm-hmm. you're going the opposite way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 
Well, you live in the valley anyway. I mean, for me, it's yeah, kind of brutal. Yeah. Wait, what would you say? Atwater, oh, Atwater, right, right, right. Not quite. It's still, on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> still <laughs> a little closer than for you. It's trickier. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, like, even like Altadena is worse than Santa Clarita. Oh, really? <laughs> just because, just oh, yeah, you have to you take eighty four freeways. Yeah, you have to take like service. Oh. You have to take freeways, get off that them, get sucks. on new freeways. It's like it's a it's a nightmare. You should move. <laughs> yeah, until it, but then when I get a show at Culver, it's great. Oh, or yeah. Sony or Paramount or I mean Warner Brothers is super close. As as Universal is super close. Well, I'm central. I'm super central. Yeah, you know, Santa Clarita is super tough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Manhattan Beach is tough. Yeah. Other than that, everything's pretty decent. So. Um, and I haven't had a show in Santa Clarita in a long time. Yeah. So, which, knocking on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on your hour to, like, what hours you, you go to. and. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, let's see. Uh, you need another beer? Let's get a beer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't screw it up. We're recording again. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking about... Um, school and stuff and and were you saying a guy that that uh there's a dp i worked with who's like oh i quit school in sixth grade like i'm done (laughs) and nobody cares and he's like fuck school i hate school i and he went and worked on started working on sets when before he was even a teenager like he was running errands really tony palmieri how old is he i don't know I mean, you know, is he maybe 50 up there a little bit or whatever? Yeah, he's been around a while? Yeah, he's oh, been okay. around a while. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff, but he did the Disney Kids show that I worked on. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. That's so funny. Yeah, he'll tell you crazy stories. <laughs> well, I was I was saying I worked with a first a long time ago that was um, ex-gang member <laughs> and had teardrop tattoos on his face and the whole thing. But he was, again, like I said, he was really good and... And super nice, cool guy. But I was like, holy cow. But that's part of what makes the business really interesting. Because mm-hmm. you meet all these different people. From you know? not all the same background. Right. Super different. You'd think like, oh, everybody went to film school. But actually, there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I used to be military and then decided to be a grip. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of think, actually, it's funny. I've thought about that a lot. And talking to Colin McDonald, I didn't really bring it up with him, but he's ex-military. Um, and I've thought many times a, a lot more of them should get into the business because mm. um, the hard work and the hours won't bother him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, any more than it bothers us, I guess. But but also the structure is so similar to the military, you know. Mm. But um, I can see that. Yeah, well, it's it's very military style. You know, you have like the boss, and then it go. It's almost like a pyramid, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a, in a lot of way. I was in the military, but I think that's how it works in a lot of ways. But um, but yeah, no, that's one. That's one of the things I really enjoy about the business. And you find out like what people did for a living before, like ex-military or whatever it might be, or. Or just really cool, interesting stuff like like looking at your photos. You know, you take mm. really cool photos, and you know, I don't I don't know that I don't know that that many. Well, they're they're my style too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're not. I like that gritty, dirty. Not that they're dirty. I shouldn't put it that way, but like, 
Well, some of them are. <laughs> yeah, sure. But like the, the happy accident thing and just like the random lady, like I'm looking at a couple of them right now and just like just stuff like that's out of focus, but it's really cool looking. This one, the cat with the harness on and the lady making the craziest face ever. Like, ah! mm. like <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, they're just neat. I, I just Thanks. like that very, I don't know. It's, is it reportage? I, I, not really. I don't know what it is. I think for me going back to maybe the documentary working on that was kind of a realization that that's the part I like the best about filmmaking Mm -hmm. is capturing something in reality Mm -hmm. and that's what photography is too yeah so if you're shooting just out street photography whatever and you get to see something that's that interesting composed in a frame without anybody laying a finger on it you Mm -hmm. know it's not set up it's not lit it's not directed it's just there and you're capturing it Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah and that's like doc the working on the documentary film made me realize like oh i need to do more documentary work (laughs) because it just brings that magic back yeah well we were talking about um just a minute ago a little bit about um me working in news Mm -hmm. and and that was one of the great things about it is you don't know what the hell is going to happen, mm-hmm. especially if you're at some crazy scene, you know, I've yeah. been at kidnappings and, you know, fires and all kinds of things, you know, way too many car crashes. Um, but, mm-hmm. but the fun of it is it's something new all the time mm-hmm. and it's adrenaline pumping. Holy cow. There's no feeling you get like getting a call on the scanner, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to glorify it, but but like you do get like if they're like five car accident, multiple injuries and you're going out to and you don't know what you're going to find. You just get this big adrenaline pump, you know, mm-hmm. and in documentaries a little different than that. But it's still exciting because you don't know. You might not know what's going to happen or it's like right. something different. And like, where are we going to point the camera? Well, you get to go to places that you might not get to go to otherwise, which is kind of interesting. Right, right. Like, there were so many, like, random bars or just little houses that we went to in Japan that were just beautiful little spaces or little homes that, you know, I wouldn't be able to just walk into somebody's right. place like that. Yeah. And you get to see and experience things on a different level. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. No, that's neat. And you get like a glimpse inside people's lives. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, this one was about um, um, about music, but I'm sure a, I'm sure a more dramatic one can be a little tougher. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely. I mean, they all have their own different documentaries have different tones. So mm-hmm. but this one must be really fun because you're talking to people who they want to talk about this. They enjoy yeah. it. It's not some sad story or whatever. Right. It's cool. Yeah. Um. That would have been that would have been really fun. Actually, I liked again back to news. I I did mostly breaking news spot spot news we used to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I would get to do like cool stories here and there. And I remember we did one with some guy who dressed like Santa Claus. And <laughs> you know those can be really fun too. And you get to explore your creative like you get to light a little and you know mm-hmm. um, you get to kind of design your whole own thing just right. fun that whole one man band kind of thing and I mean the reporter might be like hey make sure to get a shot of his hat or whatever but other than that you're kind of doing you know and it's kind of all as it happens and um, 
those are anyway i i really enjoyed it and my coworkers were the most supportive like they were great yeah um which normally is not true not normally but in a lot of cases is not true in news um they they were if i did a big story they would see me the next day because I worked at night they were all you know mm-hmm. and they'd be like awesome job on that story and my friend worked at an at an NBC affiliate near there and he said oh they steal my batteries if I get a if I get a story on the air they try to talk shit behind my back like really bad and mine mine was totally the opposite so I really loved it That's it's good. a the downside is I've seen multiple people die mm. um and I, I told you that before, and I'll, I'll never forget that shit. Oh God, um, but you know, that's, that's the thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's part of why I don't do it now. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, enough about that's me. Um, <laughs> how often do you get to shoot um, photographs? And like, is it a freeing thing for you, or is it just this? I mean, um, I recently just got the Fuji X100F camera okay actually have it in my bag right now it's my new favorite toy to just carry around a shoot whenever whatever um it's a digital camera it's digital but it's got a really nice analog feel okay (laughs) so i really like using it um is that the one that has like even the shutter knob is like a thing yeah well i've replaced it so it does <laughs> oh really yeah so it's got like well i've the... seen a couple of them that are like really anal- oh here it is oh cool yeah it really it's looks... really small and i really like just the it's fast lens it's really crisp it's pretty yeah it's a tiny little lens look at this thing what is this a 50 or something let me see oh it's, it's 23 a 20, yeah it's 20 something the old standard 23 mil yeah, yeah but, nice. but shooting film, um, I usually keep a camera at home loaded up with something and just grab it here and there, but, um, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever the creative moment strikes. I mean, the, the bummer is, like, phone cameras are so good now. They're really good, but they still don't ever, like, I honestly I was looking at, like, February 2013 the other night. I had downloaded all the photos and videos from my phone, and it was 62 gigs. And I was like, what the hell oh was I shooting? Like, God. I was shooting so many photos, and I think I must have thought, like, oh, these are so great. And, of course, you look back <laughs> through them, and I'm like, oh, these are terrible. <laughs> but, um, you know, a gym, like, here and there, maybe. But now I, I barely download because I don't fill up my phone because I just – I don't enjoy the process of using my phone to take a photo because I'm ultimately not satisfied with the quality of the image that mm, I'm getting. Mm-hmm. When I look back at it, I'm like, oh, I wish I had had a real camera for that moment. Right. So that's kind of why I got this, too. It's like it's a much better replacement and I can get closer to the look and quality that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. But, but again, it's... It's it's, it's yeah. just kind of there, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you have a camera in your pocket at all times, so right, right. Um, <clears throat> and carrying around something, well, I don't know if you carry a bag or a purse all the time. You do, so it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a little harder. I don't carry a bag or anything. Yeah, most I of don't time. usually carry a bag, but I'll just if I go out, I put this around my neck or my. Oh, arm. you do. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. Just go with it. I'm oh, like that's a cool. tourist everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah, I used to, I mean, every, so many times, like when I would go shoot, I just like wrap the strap around my hand with mm-hmm. my camera and just go, you know. Um, I would drive around to places and then just park somewhere, get out of the car, and then, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's what a lot of people do. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, it was just, I don't know, there was a calm to it. I liked shooting. I, I really do need to do it more often. Um, but, um, but do you think, um, well, oh, I know what I was going to ask you about. You're a woman, obviously. I am. My the first woman on my show. Thank you. (laughs) How do you know? It's a super dangerous question (laughs) that I'm not answering. (laughs) Um, but no, um, it's, I think it's great that you're operating, but, um, it's been, you know, I try to think of how many female operators I know, and there aren't that many. Mm. And um, and it's good that there are more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you think, not just as an operator, but in your career, how has how has um, being a female affected you? Has it been a negative thing or positive at any times? Or well, Brad, <laughs> haven't always been a female. <laughs> no. Um, what are you I'm doing? Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it's ever been a negative effect. Uh, no, I think never. I don't think so. That's good. Um, you know, I'm sure maybe it has in ways that I haven't recognized, but for me, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think, if anything, it's becoming more empowering for younger women to be a f- to to be able to be a female camerator on set, and for younger women to be on set or like on the Disney Kids show where they're like surrounded by kids. Mm-hmm. It's like there's tons of little girls and there's 25 white men in the room and me. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like oh at least i'm like on our tough day i'm here to kind of help maybe represent somebody who right. otherwise isn't here um right well look just i mean bring more diversity to the set which yeah it's good it's, it's really good it's important and so <laughs> It's funny, you know, people say like, okay, for example, when, when, when Obama was elected president, it's like people of color were like, hey, now I can tell my kid you can be president. Mm. I couldn't before. Mm. You know, if you never have, if you have all white presidents, you know, can, right. a, can, a, can, a, can a parent tell a woman right now you could be president? Maybe they can tell them that, but they have no example of it actually happening. Yeah, no, it's, it's I think I hear what you're saying. Like it's... Um it's giving an example for someone and showing that it can be done, which is good. Um, well, well, if a little girl only sees, you know, if she's on a show, mm-hmm. on a Disney kids show, and she sees all men doing all the jobs. Right. It, it's not even, it's going to occur to her that all men men do right. those jobs. Right, totally. And not which women. Which is why th- there were so many days where I'd have, like, just a tough day, and I was just frustrated about, like how the set was being run or how something was going on and mm-hmm. just wanted to 
uh, gets, I was getting so angry, but that if I could just get myself to the point of thinking like, oh, like I'm on set for these girls. Like these girls are seeing me do this. I can do this. They can do this. Like this is kind of a great place to be. Right. Um, Just being there. Yeah. Just just even being there was just like, okay, I'm an example for them maybe. And I want to be a good example. So I'm going to, you know, push Hold through this day with, 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 with a smile and like try to get through it yeah exactly um and right. one of the other interesting things like on a regular basis if i'm on a show at least once a week usually a, ju- a day where we have tons of extras mm-hmm. like somebody if not three people will come up to me and say hey thanks like thanks for for operating like or hey it's great to see a woman camera operator or hey like you're doing a great job it's really cool to see you operate that camera i'm like good like it's an awkward thing to try to respond to sure because i always feel like i'm just doing what i'm doing i'm just at work right (laughs) but i'm glad that people recognize that it's a positive sure thing and a lot of actors or even i've had a lot of women dps or women more women directors than dps um and women actors come up to me and say hey you're my first i was like what i don't know what first female operator first female operator they've ever worked with wow and you've been in the business for how long <laughs> like <laughs> right you know like lots of yeah surprises on that end with just coming from actors or directors or whoever so yeah do you think there's well I know there's a push to to to, to for people to have more diverse shows and mm. Hollywood in general to be more diverse but yeah um well it sounds like you've been, you've been working with Paul Maybaum a lot so you're mm-hmm. like you're one of his operators so yeah um but do you think some sh- I think some shows are pushing really hard like well I know there are, there are some shows that are like all women right um show, I think smaller I think mm-hmm. there've been like some little films and stuff that have done that. Um which maybe is good, I don't know. Do you think that's a good thing? I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it personally. I feel like is it an overcorrection? I wouldn't call it an overcorrection. I would say it's doing exactly what you're pointing out that you don't want done to you. So Right. Where's the diversity? Where's the communication? Where's the collaboration? Where's the like range of voices that's being heard if it's all coming from the same right right like i personally don't like you know i have i struggle with those huge groups of women panels that i've been to Mm. where everybody's talking about you know we need to push women up and do this and do this i said yeah, that's great. But where are the people in the room that need to be hearing this? We're not, we're, t- we're talking to each other. Right. We need to talk to the people that need to hear this, but. Yeah. This You're the choir. This isn't the group. <laughs> right. You know, like. You're preaching we're not, to the choir. Yeah. It's not right. helping. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it becomes really frustrating and I just tend to lean away be... from it. Right. Because of that. And I. And right. I, it's like you can just talk in circles about something. Right. If right. you never do anything about it. Yeah. Right. You should be talking about. Okay, who can we talk to about this? Right, or as if, opposed to or just better talk- yet, like why don't we open the group up and say it's open invitation? Who wants to be here today? We're going to talk about diversity. Like we're going to talk about right. issues on set that we've had as women, and we want men to be there to hear it. 
so they can understand so that yeah so right. that there's a an understanding that's happening right um i think i've been really lucky to work with a lot of great guys a lot of great men who have pushed me up or supported me um and i haven't had because of many of the women before me camera assistants um who have paved the way Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and dealt with a lot more shit than i've ever had to deal with yeah um so yeah it's tricky it's a tricky subject for me it's very complicated um and in general i just like for everybody to stay positive Right. Yeah, <laughs> and keep pushing forward to what you want to do. You know, like right? That's, don't don't I, look at what's bad. Look at what we can do to fix yeah, it. Yeah, and thing. like, right. and also just like, I didn't get in this job thinking I'm a woman camera operator. Right. You know, I'm right. like, I just want you're to a camera sh- operator. Shoot, I just wanted to direct. Like, I've been wanting to do that since I was in high school. So what? It doesn't change now it just now i recognize what a problem it is mm-hmm. and how to address it is much more complicated right so yeah well i think it's gonna i mean these things take time mm-hmm. you know um it's it takes not time. it's not simple to solve like an issue that's so deeply it's so ingrained mm-hmm. you know and it in it in even when a show for example if it's mostly white guys it doesn't make anybody bad. Those are the people they've known for years. Right. Like if a producer hires all these people that they do all the sh- same shows with them, that doesn't mean they're anti anything. Right. You know, they're just pro wanting to have good people. Well, or they just don't know that there are other options right. available to them. Right. That would be just as good. Right. Right. Exactly right. But, but you know, we all work in like a lot of the same circles. and Oh, yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, for, for new people to get their head in the door, especially with operating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a funny job because, you know, you don't work your way up to, I mean, you, you can, some people are seconds and firsts and talked about this before, but it's just that you're either, you have to jump in and find out if you're good at it. And you have to have somebody who trusts you. Right. To hire you. Right. Right. And right. you have to. Yeah, you just have to, like, you're not getting the job from anyone but the DP who knows that you can do it. Right. So it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of mm-hmm. um, commitment and loyalty and just generally hard work showing that you're willing to do it and show up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, but but that's a hard thing, you know, when when when... 99 or whatever percent of operators are men yeah yeah um that's who they work with and you know yeah and if a if a if a dp a guy mostly (laughs) is shooting a show and he knows 20 great operators that he likes and needs to you know what i mean so and yeah it'd be great if he would but also on the other hand like the question is so do you go with the unknown variable or do you hire two people that you know are great? Right. Well, you know, I, it's a legit question. And right? it's your job is on the line too, right? As a DP, right. you want to be like, hey, I'm bringing in somebody that 
is going to do good for the show. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Which is why when showrunners say, like, look, we want more diversity yeah. on, on, our, on our show. So please try to yeah. look, you know, keep that well, in mind I'm, when hiring. And I'm bad at it myself. Like, when I think of the assistants or people to cover me or whatever, like, sometimes I don't think of a female off the top of my head that I, you know, right. need at that moment. Right. And I should. And right. I should have a be better at my list. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going to think of the first person that I last work with. Right. Or somebody who Which I really gonna be a guy. enjoyed working right. with. Or somebody who we had a great personality, jived well or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my second AC for the last three shows, three shows with Paul has been uh, Mike Cahoon, who is so fun to work with like can't imagine doing a job without him so it's hard now to think about oh if somebody if you needed a second ac like who do you call I'm like oh, right but mike <laughs> right um and that doesn't make you bad that just means you want to have somebody you trust and yeah, enjoy being around and you've yeah you've and if you've worked with someone recently that's another thing it's mm-hmm. like you're like oh that's the first person you're gonna think of right Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's part of why this stuff has to, it has to start at the top. Right. You know? <clears throat> well, it, and I it, think the requirements, like, I don't know if pitch was required to have a female operator, but it seemed like Paul interviewed me for that and they were looking for a female to fill the position. They wanted to create a more diverse mm-hmm. camera department. I don't know where it came from doesn't really matter to me right but the fact that they did it you're pretty sure that word came down from somewhere somewhere right well look i had an assistant assistant text me um last week or something and say hey do you know any um female loaders Mm. and um i was like huh do i off the top of my head hmm. i had i said i'll think about i'll get back to you Mm -hmm. so i texted an assistant that he often hires female seconds and loaders and stuff and he has more of a he'll he'll know more than i do and i was like do you have a good loader that's not on your show right now Mm -hmm. and he instantly texted me back somebody great and i and i i passed it along Mm -hmm. and now the 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 whole point was someone told them hey let's be mindful of this it probably wasn't in order but it was but, probably like, let's really let's be mindful. Let's recognize and let's right. try to like... Before you go and hire everybody, start with this. Hey, do I know any women, mm-hmm. maybe people of color or whatever that I can bring in to be on this on this show that will that are great? But before I just call my always, you know, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's, a tr- it's Right, it's tricky. It's a little tricky. It's tricky, times. you know? And and um, so anyway, but I totally support it. I think... Yeah. Um, um, I think, I think women in so many ways are easier to work with in, mm. in, in this particular, in this department. Um, not that they're harder than others, but you know, in my experience it's because yeah, there's some physicality to the job, but there's, you know, that's not, that's not a factor really at all. Right. And I just like the calm, <laughs> like Colin McDonald and I talked about like the big dick contest, you know? Oh. Which you've experienced to some. <laughs> I like to call it peacocking. 
<laughs> Fine. Yes. You no. don't like that term? No, no, no. I'm totally okay with it, but oh. I just, I also, I recognize that and I call it peacock. Fine. So. Peacocking. That's but the that's big a dick problem. contest. Well, is I, exactly. I, well, I meant dick problem. measuring contest is yeah, what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. You knew what I meant. Well, but yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, in general, both things are obnoxious as hell. <laughs> right. And have you, have you experienced a lot of that or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen guys just this and that back and forth and like I'm like come on guys right no one gives a shit right <laughs> let's get through the day right so <laughs> so for me instead of instead of having one more person participating in that you're going hey, whatever like yeah. rolling your eyes at ignore them. right which I'm doing too right. so it's like and I find that so more the women right they're not into that shit they don't yeah. care yeah you know I, I think there's a different big dick contest with, with women yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, everybody, I'm sure. there's all different kinds of stuff. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm just saying, you know, it, it can moderate people's behavior Definitely. a little bit. I and, know what you're saying. And, you know, and anyway, I can blah, blah, blah about this. Well, I'd rather hear more of what you have to say. I think one of, like, my favorite things, going back to a more positive, funny note about being a woman camera operator, um... There was one day on pitch, we were on stage and we were about to roll and there was a lot of extras running around and hair, new hair and makeup girls and wardrobe people. And mm-hmm. um, I say girls because they were girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this one woman stopped me and she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. She goes, hey, have, have you gone through wardrobe? And I was like, wait, what? Uh, she's like, has that been approved? Can you? I don't think that's been approved. And she's like, and someone needs to look at your hair. And I was like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> I was so confused because I was just like running through the shot with, um, the A operator and just like walking through the hallway and like coming back toward the camera. And I was like, what is she talking? And then I realized she thought I was in the scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I'm, uh, I'm the B camera operator. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Right. So, you know, that she bias... Didn't, she didn't assume that you were a crew member. ...was coming from another woman. Right. Yeah. You know, like, it comes from everywhere. It's, well, It's look. like, it's a thing that, like, is just not common. Right. And it's not... The more, the more it's happening, the more common and the more easier it'll, it'll be to, you know... Well, 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 number one, as, as, um... As operators, we don't generally wear like a tool belt or something. Right. And a lot, a bunch of the other crew does. Right. So, but also, she, should she, is that bias? Or is it just the way things really are in general? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I, I just don't think she was... I don't think it was bad of her. I just think I think no, it was an easy mistake. I think it's an easy mistake to make. I don't think it was bad of That's her, right? But I think it was just funny. Like it just right. made me laugh because I was like, "Oh no, I'm just right. I'm the camera operator. I'm not. I'm not in the scene." Right, 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 right. <laughs> like it was just funny to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's a but the point I was trying to make is it's a safe assumption. I guess. Is that's it? the yeah, but <laughs> it is no, but sadly it is. That's my point. Yeah. Sadly, it is. Because when's the last time she saw a female camera operator? Right, right. Who knows? Maybe never. Yeah. So it's 
And uh, you get yeah, my, yeah. You I know get what you're point. saying. Totally know what you're saying. Oh God, we have a cat on the table. <laughs> oh, she's letting me better. <laughs> Charlie. I have a cat named Charlie that Heather is currently petting. She's that she's apparently being super friendly now. Yay. She's normally scared to death of everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come back, Charlie. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. I mean, you know, there are so many more um, female directors, and mm-hmm. obviously we need more. Right. But, um, and p- pretty much every studio right now is hiring at least one female for a big movie, like over $50 million movie. They're all doing it. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, all the, you know, and that's good. Um, there aren't that many big movie female directors. Like, there aren't enough to mm. do one movie for each studio, but now there will be. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and look, they might not all knock it out of the park, but, you know. Neither will the men. Exactly right. <laughs> So, but giving giving people a giving people a chance, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, and I think Wonder Woman like opened a lot of people's eyes to that. Even though I wasn't a giant fan of it. I am. I'm gonna be real. I didn't see it. You didn't see it. I haven't oh, okay. seen it yet. I've heard it's great. I just don't like big blockbuster movies in general. So. Right, right, right. It's so not your kind of movie yeah. to begin with, and not mine either. I just I kind of went to see it because everybody was talking about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm all about like the. Go women. That sounds great, but I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Um, I I wasn't. My friend and I neither neither one of us really loved it that much. And mm. we it, it was story stuff that we <laughs> there was some there was some weird story problems. Yeah, yeah, but it was well made, you know, yeah. and and it was it was well done as far as that stuff goes. But it's a comic book movie, so I shouldn't be too yeah. critical about like a story problem. It's all for just the. Amusement park ride of the, the movie, when they're right, the right. To me, it's like you're going for a little trip. Here's my ticket, and great, that was fun. Get off and and you forget all about it. Kind of, yeah. It's not something usually they don't stick with me. I was listening to somebody the other day, uh, like a, a guy who has like a film critic podcast thing, mm-hmm. and somebody, they were interviewing him, and they were like, so. With the Marvel stuff, they were talking about one of the Marvel movies. And they said, you know, he was like, oh, there's been, forget what he said, 22 Marvel movies in the last 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if my numbers are, aren't exactly right, but it was something like that. And they were like, well, how many, like, I've never really seen any of them. Like, I saw the first Avengers. Other than that, I haven't seen any of them. Like, you know, in order to get what's going on in the most recent ones, like how many of those do I have to watch? And he's like, well, not all of them. He's like, you can watch like 10 or 11 and like get the gist. And I'm like, 10 or 11. (laughs) And like to get, but the people who are into them, they just go to every single one. And I have to watch that many. I don't want to watch any of them. (laughs) Well, you know, and look, I, if they're good, I like them. I love the dark Knight. I thought mm-hmm. that whole series of, of Batman movies was really great because they were made from a they were made to be good films. Yeah. Not to be they weren't made to make money. Mm-hmm. Obviously they were in some degree, but like the stuff they did in that was not blockbustery, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in a lot of ways in my opinion. But um but then Daredevil, um 
Daredevil, right? Ryan. I don't know. Jesus. No, the Ryan. The Ryan. Um, Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. Oh my God, we're both so terrible. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Just God. Kidding. Um, it's not the Daredevil. The pizza guy. The guy. Uh, the two guys. The girl in the pizza place. Dude. Oh my gosh. Ryan Philippe. No, it's Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. My ah, that's it. And it's not Daredevil. <laughs> it's um, it's um, ah, sorry, it's Deadpool. Jesus. Yeah, the other black and red costume. <sighs> I'm leaving this. I'm not cutting this part out just so people can find out what an idiot I am. Yes, it's Deadpool. Sorry, but Deadpool I saw. I heard was really good. It was a I fun sa- movie. I saw that one. Right. See, and and people are like, look, I know you don't like comic book movies. You'll like this, and I did. Cause mm-hmm. really well made, it's made to. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's really off color. It's just wacky. Yeah. In a great way. And then Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, Deadpool two, is the same way. I thought the first was a little better, but I haven't seen the second. Yeah, it's great. You should watch it. It's I'm really sure good. I'm sure I would enjoy it. Cause it, it was silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the one. Apparently, from what I hear, the studios did not want to make that movie. Huh. And Ryan Reynolds fought really hard to get it made, and then they got it on a much smaller budget. Mm-hmm. And and look at it now; it's like a giant franchise. Um, but all the other stuff, it just bores me a lot. Doesn't yeah. mean the actors aren't good. It doesn't mean it's not made well. It's just, just kind of fiction. I, I I get bored. We're we're documentary people, yeah. you know. And I like stories that are rooted in 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 fact. Yeah. Or or in some kind of, in reality, I should say. Do you like, have you ever watched any Agnes Varda films? No. Oh, Agnes. <laughs> oh, um, she did the one with, uh, what's his name, recently? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Sorry. No, with the, with the, with the photographer slash street artist who hangs those photos everywhere. What was that one? Oh boy. Okay. So, what is Agnes Varda? Did you say? Yeah, she's a great filmmaker. If you've ever heard of these little filmmakers named Truffaut and Godard, you ever heard of them? Truffaut? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. She taught them how to make movies. Oh shit! She's, she's kind of a big deal. Faces, places. She did direct that. Oh, I'm just I looked it up. That. Is that her recent, most recent? Thing? Yes, and it was up for an Oscar, I think, last year. Um, but it's but it's the guy Jr. Have you heard of Jr.? Uh-uh. He's a muralist, so he like has these. Um, he's done them everywhere. Like he did them in the slums of of like Rio and stuff, where he takes photos of people from the neighborhood and then he paint uh, he oh, posters them. Huge. Yeah, everywhere. Faces. So he did like the one at the at the wall that separates um, Jerusalem from the West Bank and everything mm. and he took photos on each side of a taxi driver on each side and he 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 plasters them up really big on the wall on both sides mm-hmm. and he asked people like which is which and oh, they wow. can't tell you know just stuff like that that's cool really cool stuff I love that um, really interesting neat stuff and oh, he just goes by JR I think he's French mm. and he wears sunglasses all the time he doesn't want to be famous he is famous, but he doesn't want to be like, I don't know. It, there's a certain amount of Banksy to him. Yeah, I was. Just, that's when. You, that's what I was thinking when he said, I was like, oh, is it Banksy? Right. And that's he has different, um, he has benefactors. 
um, oh. that are uh, uh, that he won't talk about. Like he's like, look, some nice people give me money so I can do this stuff, and most of it is non-permitted. You know, most of, and he's not trying to hide. He's not doing it in the middle of the night. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think he just goes and does stuff, and it's like he's putting art on the wall. Right. So, you know, and I don't. You know, I think if he's putting on people's houses, it's a little different. He asks them, but yeah. But um, yeah, it's really neat. It's um, to see that. getting some water. <laughs> um, I need some more of that. But yeah, I I keep meaning to watch. I keep meaning to watch it, and um, I haven't, but I've heard it's great. Um, but anyway, you brought her up, Agnes Varda. Yeah, she's just one of those great women filmmakers from French New Wave that just kind of will blow your mind when you watch her movies. Yeah. Especially if you like more documentary-style stuff. I think, like, her work kind of straddles that line a little bit which i appreciate Mm -hmm. but i mean she's very she's verite that's her uh yes because that was that was what those guys were and at times it's i think some of it is and some of it isn't okay so that's what i wait here's a have you seen um oh no again again with the names it's a French film. Um, oh, boy, I'm really killing myself here. It's told in reverse. Shot on film. It's Momento? No, 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 but no. But the reverse, the following? <laughs> no, it's... Um, or the one before that? No, no, no. It's not a Nolan movie. <laughs> it's, like, it's a French, it's a oh, French it's a film French made film. by a French um, French people. Um, it's called Irreversible, finally. Yeah, no. You have I it? did not see that. You should. It was. I remember I was in Kansas City when it was released. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about it because mm-hmm. I heard so much about it, and then they took it out of the theaters because it was so. Did they really? Raw, so I couldn't. I didn't see. They it. like banned it there. Yeah, they banned it. Get the hell out of here! Mm-mm. Really? It's true. Oh. I was. They played like two nights, and then they killed it. That's funny. They did the same thing with kids when I was in college oh in Roanoke, Virginia. They banned That's crazy. kids. Um, I know it's like I don't. It, it's so so dumb. Um, but it's, it's like somebody's forcing you to watch it, right? If you don't want to see it, don't, don't go. go. Don't take your kids, <laughs> right? It's like oh, it's gonna kill our kids. It's like uh, no, it's not gonna do anything. You're, <laughs> they're not gonna see it because you know. Anyway, no <laughs> allow me to allow me to watch it at yeah. least. You know. Um, th- I'm pretty sure that was the deal. Yeah, yeah, because I watched it like a year or two later on video um, with my roommate. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's great, and it's you'll love the camera work in it. It's mm. it's kind of ethereal, and then they do like there's one scene that's like I don't know exactly how long it is, eight minutes long or something. And and yeah, sorry if I don't know any, I don't know if that noise could be heard by anyone but us, but. Um, no, there's a scene that's like, it's a really heavy scene. It's like eight minutes long or something. And it's yeah. just a wide, just doesn't move. Mm. Just a, under a, under a, a little tunnel, like a street tunnel where you walk under the Champs-Élysées or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. brutal. There's some brutal stuff in it. It's, it's hard to watch at moments, but it's And really sometimes well that stuff is like, has a more, I don't know. 
I think as a filmmaker who appreciates art and art in film and making more experimental work, mm-hmm. I think that stuff can be great, but I think there are times where it's just obnoxious. It's just like, no, it's, it's shock art. It's right. It's not interesting. It's not, there's no method behind it. It's, it's not beautiful. It's just, not mm-hmm. that it has to be beautiful, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. It's like the news trying to get ratings. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. In some way. Yeah. It's kind of, what's the, oh, no. I'm They're trying to create thing. controversy or something. Who's the guy who did the Cree Master series? Who's Bjork's husband? I have no idea, honestly. <sighs> Barney. Matthew Barney. Okay. I feel like he's kind of on that level of like, I'm just going to make some visceral shit. <laughs> Really? But it's like, why? Like, you get it to a point, you're like, this is amazing. Like, okay, you've got lots of cool imagery and stuff going on, but, like, to what end? Like, I don't really know if it's helping anybody out. <laughs> like, right. it's just kind of vomit. <laughs> mm. I mean, do you think that's a style preference that you don't you don't like that style? Or... I struggle with it because I really like, I love a long shot that is Mm -hmm. wide, like you're saying. Like, if you can do it and it's meaningful and it kind of grabs you for Mm -hmm. a certain reason, I think it's the most successful thing in a piece of film because it's just generally how people are going to experience something to me. It's like Mm -hmm. you're... You don't see things close up, cut, move wide, da, 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 like all these little edits. You see things as your point of view is usually just one wide picture. Right. And so I think if you can tell a story with that, it's that and it's successful and it works, then it's great. But if it's just to be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I get what you're saying. Well, the way I was thinking of it while you were talking is like if you're, if you're like the way films are made, the reason we cut and stuff is to, is to you as a director, you want to control the audience's emotions in a certain point or, you know, um, um, you get tighter to convey something, you get wider to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's all a messaging kind of, right? Right. Look at this, look at that, look at this right now. Now look at this, now look at, and if you have a scene that's so interesting that it can play in one shot and stay interesting the whole time, why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, I feel that way. Yeah. Why you don't need coverage. Exactly. If it's that good, you don't fucking need coverage. Right. I tried to do that with a film I shot right out of college. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was not I wouldn't call it successful. Okay. It was You have to fail to It was one of those like not. I want this to be what I'm thinking it is, but going back and watching it, I could see where it didn't work in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um it was called Frickin' Frack and it was two women in a diner in Kansas City um, we have from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. to shoot it we shot it on film um, I got a bunch of awesome Kansas City crew friends Sean Wright Andy Romero all these people to come help 
um, whole grip track. <laughs> no. And, uh, so was it like a one It was a one And it was hilarious because I remember <laughs> I had, um, all I can think of is mango. He did the, he made the milkshake for me. There's a milkshake in the scene. Mm. And he kept saying, don't, or somebody kept asking me, don't you want a close up of the milkshake? <laughs> don't you want a close up or don't you want a, some cutaway, some coverage? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, God damn it. <laughs> like, no, right. Stop I asking don't me. want coverage. Right, right, right. The whole point is for this to play out in one big scene. Uh-huh. And for the audience to either. Was it super wide or? Yeah. I don't know if it was super wide. It, it was wide. Is it like the two of them at a table in a Two diner? of them at a table. Okay. Do they get up and down? background. No, they have a whole argument, and it's mostly one-sided. Okay. And then at the end, a man comes in, shoots one of the women. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> it's not a long film, so the spoiler came quick. <laughs> Goes up to the counter, orders a drink, and the other girl pays for you know the food and leaves mm-hmm. and a couple in the background kisses right after she leaves and so i had all these you know you get all these conceptual ideas right. about what something is and what it means and, and what it means right, and, and what you want it to mean and it plays out and you're like oh that didn't really work but it was fun to try <laughs> yeah well so, i mean you know you have to you have to do something bad to know it's bad sometimes yeah and i think like the for me, that was kind of. It doesn't a even test. sound bad to me. It sounds kind of interesting. I'm probably Thanks. gonna watch it, but, <laughs> um, but would, um, what's the question? I'm so I had this whole conversation recently with Brian Frisch about mm-hmm. um, this is America that the music video yeah yeah, um, and we talked a little bit about art and stuff and how everything's subjective and oh, what's this mean and what's that mean and what's this mean and what's that? And it's funny that you're like, oh, I think it failed because that didn't really... But the thing is, someone else might watch it and be like, oh, I totally get it. Well, that's, They might not. That's what blows my mind is there's been a few people who... Or there have there have been a, a few people that have come up to me and said, oh, like, I watched that film and that's kind of crazy. Like, I get, oh, wow. Right, I totally get what the kissing I totally means. Get it, or I totally right. get it. I'm just kind of like, okay, tell me what you get because I want to hear how you're getting it so that I could want to talk to you about this more. Or like when people watch my work and they say they get it, it's not very common. So I feel like it's it's always really an interesting conversation. But they're getting something out of it. Which is great. So who cares if they got the quote unquote message? Right. No, no, you're totally right. Like I'm just grateful anybody can sit through the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like oh great you watched the whole thing I know. good job <laughs> no, i had well. i did a thesis like my final show after college i did a huge presentation and showed all my films and packed this studio that i used to work for as a pa in kansas city third eye productions amazing building amazing place amazing people and they let me use the space to screen everything and for first friday like art Friday, mm-hmm. all these people showed up to watch my films, and there were so many people we didn't have enough chairs. Wow! Standing room in the back, 
And I remember after I screened everything and it was over, one of my friends came up to me and goes, hey, Heather, I just wanted to let you know, like, there are a couple guys in the back. And when planes came on, they were like, what the fuck is this shit? And they left. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me know. I was like, that's kind of awesome. (laughs) Great. At least they like. Well, what were, kind of- at least they were paying attention in some way. Or, like <laughs> I don't know, they were watching and had a reaction. Like they're alive, great. <laughs> right. Like- well, what kind of what kind of friend comes and tells you that though? Well, no, it was it was good. I was happy because it, it just to me it like it made me feel like they were actually engaged enough to like to not it was like a, it to right. not like mm-hmm. it. And they were right. they were like waiting for something to happen. I didn't want to give it to them. Mm. in that film and so oh so that was kind of your intent it was almost almost an intention in a way for them to walk out I was like well that's almost like successful but right you know I don't aspire to be that filmmaker I don't aspire to be like that asshole no 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 I get that oh I don't don't." well look look I remember have you ever seen the film Jerry Mm -mm. Gus Van Sant I haven't seen that one oh you gotta see it I love him it's super long it's Almost the whole thing's on Steadicam. Super long takes. Like mm. like end-to-end on the mag kind of thing. Um, and then there's like a techno crane shot at the end that just seems to go on forever. But it's an improvised, improvised film. Matt Damon, Casey Affleck. It was probably the year 2001 or something when it came. Maybe. I'm, I probably have my dates wrong, but it's mm. been quite a while. At least 15 years. Um, <clears throat> so I love the film. I think it's and not because of the Steadicam. It, the Steadicam's good in it, but it's part improvised, which is exciting. They all got ra- writing credits. It's two guys that both call the uh, the, the the other Jerry for mm-hmm. some unknown reason. They're lost on a hike out in the, kind of the desert. Uh, they don't have water, and it's the two of them trying to find their way out. They're, it's pretty much oh, them the whole great. movie, and it's great. It's really great. I love it. And it went to Sundance. And they said that 50% of the people got up and walked out at some point during the movie. Mm. But that's how you know it's... That's how you know you're saying something. You know, if you're saying something, some people are going to like it and some aren't. Mm -hmm. If you're just bland and whatever, they'll just sit through it. They might not like it, but they'll just sit through it and be like, ugh. But if you're offended enough, you're, you're at a film festival to see films. And you're that offended that you have to get up and leave? Yeah. That's a big statement. Yeah. That means you are pissed off. Yeah. Well, that the movie accomplished something. And I, I again, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Other people obviously don't. And yeah. that's cool. But like, and I can like Jackson Pollock and they can like De Kooning or whoever the hell. But, you know, and I may think a white, a white canvas is stupid and somebody else might think it's brilliant. Right. You know what I mean? Like... That's Everybody's what art is. That's how you know it's fucking art. Yeah. That some people hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right? think that's what makes it great. Is like there's so many different right. ways to read a piece of art. There's so many different ways to read a film. There's so many right. different ways to like to have that perspective. And I think that's what's unfortunate about, you know, going back to like conventional television and TV shows is they don't allow you as much freedom mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to have your own perspective about what the hell's going on it's very fed to you it's very like 
here's your dinner. Right. And it gets really boring to me. Right. Just kind of like, okay. Well, you know, it's been said to me so many times, like, why do we even bother shooting wide shots? We spend mm-hmm. an hour setting or two hours setting up for this I'm wide shot for that the editor's going to blip the beginning yeah. of the scene with and then go straight into tight overs mm-hmm. for the rest of the scene. Like, you know, but it, it kind of is what I don't want to moan and groan about that some more. But but there are some interesting things going on, especially with Netflix and um, and Hulu, Amazon and and USA. Have you seen Mr. Robot? I have watched maybe part of an episode. <laughs> you don't like it. I didn't get into it. It wasn't my thing. Okay. I've heard very great things about it. Well, lots of different. I'll say this: it may not be your thing, style. but it, the way it's shot is fantastic, and it's it it threw all the they threw all the rules out when mm. they decided how to compose this this show, and I think it's great. You know, um, there'll be there'll be shots where his it's like the you know it's big wide lens and the frame line will be like cutting him in the throat and then it'll just be all there's nothing up there just empty space like Like dead center everybody wants lots of headroom now because of mr robot (laughs) right they're like hey let's make it but they don't want to go all the they don't want to go all the way (laughs) you know but it's also kind of like but for what but why like it's great to give a like give a show a look Mm-hmm. But have a reason. <laughs> right. Like, well, I don't want to spoil Mr. Robot for anybody who hasn't seen it, but there is a reason for I'm this sure, look. Yeah, that one seems to be kind it's of... It's a little bit abstract, but there's. I, I think it works. It works yeah. for what the show's about. And and it looks cool. It looks really cool. And, I mean, they'll just have two, like... They'll have, like, one side of a... Uh, where normally people would do an over, it's like a guy talking to a woman, let's say, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll frame the woman out, but they'll do it on a on a on a twenty five from fifty feet away. It's this giant wide shot, and it'll be cut like, you know, in an awkward place, mm-hmm. you know, like here, whatever, and it's just a giant frame, and it's and then the other side looks, it's matching, but there, it's just, yeah. it, it's just like okay, how how would we never frame this? Yeah, let's do that. Like, how would we never, ever shoot this? Okay, let's do that. Mm-hmm. That's, I think it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't think it's for the sake of, I don't think it's, what's his name? Bjork's husband thing. I don't yeah, think it's for friend. shock value or, right. you know, I think it's just cool. They're well, creating their own style. I think it is good too. And I think it's pushing television into a direction that maybe I'll watch more of. Right. <laughs> Right. Which is exciting. And I think the show also, on, on top of all that, it's super well written. It's it's incredibly well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the subject matter and everything. So for me, it's a great show. For you, maybe not so much. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you only saw part of one episode. I should, so. I should revisit it. And they did out. do an episode this last season that is, they didn't try to lie and say it was a winner, but they've they tried to do essentially a continuous... And it's it's um, it was sponsored by somebody, so they didn't air commercials. Oh wow! It's like the whole show is flows together. But they said it was even harder to do because everything had to be like, okay, wait, we have to end this here, but we have to go into that other location to shoot this part. So mm. we have to, you know what I mean? Like, so we have to find a way to make those two blend. It's all editing yeah. and blend, you know. Um, but I found that 
to be really great. I didn't think it was a winner. Right. But it's well enough done that it just flows really well. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, I read, I think, an article or two about how the, the DP and the operator and the director and the creator, they all kind of collaborated on how to do it. And they said it took even longer than shooting it normally with all the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Well, because you have to think about it a lot more. Yeah. If you're going to cut 50 times, you can that's, just shoot a bunch of stuff. But that's, I think I can, I respect directors and DPs who take a wanna, chance who want to push that limit and they want to say hey let's take the time to figure this out to do it the way that we want to show it right. instead of let's give ourselves options right because you know what options are they're choices in the editing room right. like oh now I have a choice to do this this and this but ultimately that's because they have to they have their own checklist of people who need them they have bosses yeah you think they're the boss they need to make all these other people happy and all those other people have their opinions right and so it's just like and also and also if the editor bitches about you later you might not come back ever on the show right and right there's a lot of they have to have an alternative they have to have an out like oh if this didn't work oh if if this delivery wasn't quite right we have to have something else said on camera recorded of a line or Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, and yeah. I I totally get it, but it's well, it's just big business. It's a big so business, you know. It's a big business, and they put <laughs> a lot of money into it, and they want it. They want what they want out of it. Yeah. they want the money. And, and it's I get not it. about selling something to somebody. It's not about art. It's about commerce. Yes. You know, it, it it's just the way it is, and mm-hmm. that's why they pay the money. You know, yep. and none of us would do it for free. Yeah. So. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it's just the way it is. It's a fact of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, although I have done it for free, <laughs> yeah, to try to get into the business to get paid, <laughs> right? Uh, no, no, but free, but we have. <laughs> but what? Well, look, I you know I mentioned that short film that I helped my friend on. I didn't charge him, you know. Right. Um, he paid a couple of people, you know, um, which is cool. But like, I didn't charge him. I did it because he's a friend, mm-hmm. and it was gonna be fun. And it was, it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, it was good. Um, but um, as a TV director, you know, I think they used to. Now, if you're the if you're doing the pilot. You have a little more creativity. Mm. You can you can set the show's set look the kind of. Yeah. Um, but even then, you have a lot of exact. Especially now, it used to be more that way. Now, man, they tell you exactly what they want. They the demo they want and the way you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And excuse me. And so, for a TV director that's not not a producer on the show or or a writer or anything. They're just a they're just a, a guest director. In certain ways, it's like the hardest thing ever. Yeah. In certain ways, it's super easy because they tell you what to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what? I think I think that I that was one of those things that I had learned first on Children's Hospital because mm. I did not realize how many directors there were for one TV show. Oh, like you didn't. That, well, I mean, because that was the first you like, done a series show like thing I'd ever done, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is, huh?" So there's writers, and then they don't really direct. 
Right. Like, it seems like the writers should just be directing. Right. And a lot of times they're on set directing. (laughs) Right. So, maybe they should. What season were you? I don't remember. Was it three? Seasons? I think three. Okay. I can't I remember I which one on I three. I did, but but by the by the time I got there, there were. But you know the actors are directing, right? The writers are directing. Yeah. The writers' assistants are starting to direct. Right, like, right, 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 right. It was just it, I didn't realize how that all worked. I'd like to work on a feature again. <laughs> Have you worked on a feature in a while? Give me both. Uh, no, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, technically, I did some pickups. Mm. I don't know, was that last year on Super Troopers 2? Or two years ago, I can't remember, one or the other. But no, that doesn't really count. I mean, I did a movie that just came out recently in Cincinnati, but like almost two years ago. Yeah. I think, you know, TV has its politics. Movies have their politics. They're just different. Yeah. Yeah, everything has their own thing. I mean, the nice thing about movies is you're not, unless it's a very particular movie... You're not like shooting on the same stages all the time. Mm. Or you might be on the same, but it's not like the same set constantly. Right? Yeah. And you, and movies tend to get out more, so you're shooting out somewhere, wherever you yeah. might be. And um, some of them you never go to a stage, you know? Um, but yeah, <clears throat> but um, some TV's like that too. But, yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, well, we've been talking a long time. Wow. It's been interesting. Holy cow, we've been talking a while. I hope um, so. <laughs> no, it's been good. <laughs> it's been fun meeting you, considering I thought I knew you and I didn't. Surprise. <laughs> 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 um, but no, thanks thanks for doing this, and um, and uh, it's been really cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. fun. Thanks again to Heather for coming by. Uh, my apologies for my incoherent rambling and my old age onset memory loss, but I think most of it uh, we managed to figure out eventually, Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with another episode.